a listener production. Hi, I'm Elle Ferguson and this is Sliding Doors, where I chat with inspirational people from the world of fashion and beauty about their sliding door moment. That is, the moment they took a chance or made a life change that led them to where they are now at the top of their game. Having founded my own fashion and beauty brand, The Elle Effect, I know that succeeding in these industries isn't easy. So I'm inviting the people I admire most on the podcast to share their stories, insights, and tips for turning your passion into a career. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? (laughs) Oh, it looks so summery where you are. Yeah, it's so hot. When are you coming back to Australia? I want to come so bad. On this episode, I get to talk to my ultimate girl crush, Whitney Port. You would know Whitney from The Hills, The City, The Hills Reboot, her YouTube channel, and also her new fashion line, Cozy Co. I am so excited to have this conversation with Whitney because like I said, she's my ultimate girl crush and I finally get to ask her all the questions I've ever wanted to ask. This is literally a dream come true. So thank you so much for doing it with me. Of course. It's so bizarre that we're doing this. It's like, yeah, yeah, but I'm so excited. Me too. I first discovered Whitney when I started watching The Hills, like everybody else, but she came on like a ray of sunlight and I was like, I just want to be this girl. I have followed Whitney's journey ever since then. I actually got to meet her at Australian Fashion Week about 10 years ago. Whitney is the it girl. I cannot wait for this. Okay, recording. All right, we're all good. Whitney, I'm so excited for having you on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to finally like chat with you face to face. I feel like I've just been following you and like (laughs) hearing about you, but to actually be having a conversation feels so good. It's so bizarre because anybody that's followed me knows how obsessed I have been with you since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I have so many questions. It's like ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is so amazing. Last night I started going through all my screenshots of like your outfits from a million years ago. And I literally still have the screenshot of when you left the hill and you had this like tapestry bag and it was like the coolest tapestry. Oh my gosh, yes. My Gucci tapestry. It was my Gucci Gucci. tapestry bag. And honestly, my sister has it right now and he just reminded me to get get it it back back. from my sister. (laughs) Because how cool would that vintage Gucci tapestry bag be? Oh my God. Yeah, and I was wearing... The black, it was a black vintage dress, like collared shirt yep. dress yep. with a black belt with the big gold buckle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the little twist in your hair. I sound like I sound just like, like such, the one back. Yes. No, I sound like I mean, such a freak. Go, you just need to just, I'm flying the freak flag today. So please just go, go with all it. Out, go just for it. Because go. I've had people like that I've been like that with too. You know what I mean? And that show was like such a cult classic. And at the time, like there was really nothing else like there out and there wasn't social media. So you weren't really able to see what was happening in fashion all over the world. So it was like the first foray into like the fashion world. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys were so amazing. And it just, it's just bizarre because literally 
Even I went back, oh my goodness, when we were in lockdown the first time last year, I found your YouTube channel. Yeah. And I was like, this is the best thing <laughs> ever. I was like, the fact that I'm re-watching the city and then you guys are giving us all of the insider information and how it yeah. happened. I was like, this is even better. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still so relevant. It's actually watching it again. It's still so fantastic. So thank you for giving us that. <laughs> okay. So I am going to start you with a fast five. It's what we do. So it's just like a rapid fire questions. The less you think about it, the better it okay. is because I feel like we're a little bit more honest. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite item in your wardrobe? My high rise vintage Levi's. Nice. Okay. Favorite food. Oh my goodness. Um, it's a rotisserie chicken basket with French fries that I get at this place called the Brentwood country mart, but it's like the meal that I'd have my, my last meal before I died. If I could choose. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Last song you listened to. Last song I listened to was Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. Nice. Yeah. Okay. What's on your must have list right now? So I am looking for a really good boot, like a flat, maybe a little platform, but round toe, like a good solid boot that I can wear a transition from like late summer into fall. I think we're just meant to be best friends. We're yeah. just meant to just hang out and talk about boot language. Let's do it. <laughs> last question. Last question. What was the last item you purchased? Um, oh my God, I just did a major haul on Shopbop. <laughs> I got some really good stuff. Like it ranged. Like I got some some good, easy, like lace bralettes yep. um, with no underwire. I think it was like a Waco one. Yep. I got some really cool Tibby pants with like kind of a parachute drawstring. Oh yeah, cute. Some really cute Frankie's bikinis. Yeah, yeah. You got some good, you're yeah. ready for summer. You're like yes. ready to just go for it. Yeah. So Whitney, <laughs> Like I said, hugest fan ever. I think I I am the single one leading the Whitney Port fan club in Australia. (laughs) But for people that don't know you, would you be able to just kind of give us a little bit of an outline of who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah. So I'm Whitney Port and I'm 36 years old. I grew up in Los Angeles and I actually, I'm one of five kids. My dad was in the fashion industry. So I grew up working at his company during the summer and my mom was also an art teacher. So kind of like the two of them mix and obviously had me and with their experience and training, I knew that I wanted to be in fashion. And so I was interning and organically came across Teen Vogue when I was interning at Women's Wear Daily, they were in the same building. And I'd heard that Teen Vogue was looking for an intern. So I applied. Anyways, long story short, I was on a TV show called The Hills that featured four girls like doing their thing in Los Angeles, two of us who are in the fashion industry. And then I did The City. And then I was like, you know, I'm not really meant for reality TV. Like I always felt like I was the one who people were telling the stories to, you know, I was like the listener and the one for reaction. So Anyways, after the show ended, I knew I wanted to be in fashion and I started my own clothing line and social media began. And now I've just transitioned into like a Jane of all trades. I have a a podcast called With Wit and an organic loungewear line called Cozy Co. that I started in April of 2021. And it is all just essential, minimal, small batch organic loungewear. 
I love that. Yeah. And now we're here. Now we're, <laughs> and now we're here. Yeah. And a kid and a husband and yeah. I think what's so amazing is, I mean, for me, when you popped up on the hills, you kind of popped up as like this nice, cool girl. And it was so nice to see the nice, cool girl amongst the inverted commas, cool girls. But you were kind of this girl that was always there, but just was nice. And I remember watching it. You never really partied hard. You didn't, you weren't in the trouble with all the guys. You were just the very well-dressed girl that was in the group. And I remember watching it and being like, I want to be like that girl. You know what I mean? Like you were the girl that just, you didn't really get into trouble, but you were always very cool. And then when the city came, I was like, holy shit, this is like, this is where we're at. And I remember my sister and I watched every (laughs) single episode and I was working at General Pants at the time. And it was just like the Bible to watch the city. But Mm -hmm. something that I loved about watching your journey on that was you were always so nice, no matter what happened. And I think even the stuff where, you know, you were working with people that didn't necessarily believe in what you did or, you know, when you launched your label, you know, like there were people that were all for it, but we actually saw your struggles and to kind of be at the beginning when we didn't get to see it on social media, it was amazing to see how you went mm-hmm, through it. Was mm-hmm. it really hard? Because it was your life. It wasn't necessarily scripted. That was your yeah. range. You showed the feedback was the feedback. Like, mm-hmm. was it hard? It was, yes. It was incredibly hard. And it was one of those things that you didn't realize that you were going through until after the fact. Like, it was kind of all such a fog and everything happening so fast and, you know, so overwhelming for a young 20-something to really process it. But looking back on it now, like, you realize how certain things have affected your life, like certain levels of, of lack of trust because you don't know whether someone was really friend or just your friend to be on the show or whether it was producers that were trying to get into your ear about stuff, like certain things that really like can form an immature 22 year old mind, you know? But for me, like I came from a really solid family and I wasn't ever looking to be on TV. And I think that's what is like at the root of me and why I think a lot of people felt like similar to me in that way or like girl next door vibes or whatever was because like, I think I was sort of like most people, like the nice people (laughs) not looking for drama. And it was, it was like rare for someone like that to be cast on a TV show, but sometimes you need someone like that just to kind of like level things out. And like I said, have the person that's going to be there just to react to and be like the voice of reason. But yeah, it was when they asked me to do the city, like I wasn't originally like, yeah, let's do it. Like I, I had to really like the dorky nerdy me had to like sit down and make a list of pros and cons as to why it made sense. And really, I remember what it came down to was my career. And that's what I think most people like not to preach at all. But I think that like a lot of the decisions that I made that I now am proud of when I was so young was because they were for my career and for something that would build a sustainable future and not just for the sake of like what's happening right now. Like, how can I get the most famous right now? Like, how can I cause the most drama to get the most screen time? Like that just was never in my nature. No. And I think we saw that. And I think that was what was so amazing was, is that the story and the narrative of the city very much sat with 
your career. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, yeah. Until Jay. I was going to say, it dabbled a little bit, but I feel like it kind of always only gave you just enough. It didn't, yeah. not every episode was about it because you were kind of like, no disrespect to him. I know him, but I was like, dude, I don't want to see you. And it's what yeah, is that? I mean, it didn't get into the minutiae. See, no. the thing is, is that like, I didn't know him or the reputation or anything. And I just like was a young girl who saw this Australian singer. It was the you know, accent. And I was just like totally puppy eyes for sure. But yeah, it didn't really show the minutia of our relationship. No. Like it got into other people's relationships. And yeah, the, the central story was always the work story, which I think is what made it really interesting, especially for fashion people, but then like a little bit bland for maybe the demographic that was watching like the hills and then like into Jersey Shore, you know, (laughs) like it went into a total, MTV kind of went into like a totally other realm and the city that it's, I think it like, it was a different kind of show, which I feel proud of. Totally. But yeah. And I think it was, again, like what was so amazing for us was is seeing your struggles and see you grow. You know what I mean? Like seeing, I think in those last few episodes where you kind of like, and I always say it because I remember when I got a pair of balls and started to stand up for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of like, when you saw that in you and you like, you were still this gorgeous blonde supermodel, but you actually were like, you know what? No, I'm not taking that. This is who I am. You're going to listen. I'm going to do it by myself. It was really empowering. And it was really amazing Mm -hmm. because you were kind of like, you know what, like if you're going through it, everybody else I know has gone through shit like that. And especially in the fashion mm-hmm. industry, it's really mm-hmm. full on, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, there's fake friends, there's real friends. And at the end of the day, it's normally just you and your family. Mm-hmm. It's a really funny struggle. So, I mean, this is what this podcast is about, sliding doors. Yeah. What was your big sliding door moment? Like you think that really, you know, altered my life in this. Yeah, because what were you doing before? Like what was your plan before the hills came along? So before I would say it was definitely deciding to take the plunge on this TV show. But what I was doing, I was going to school at University of Southern California. I was a college student and like I knew that I wanted to be in fashion, but I was interning at this jean company deep in the valley somewhere. And it was like, I, I remember it was just like a horrible, horrible, horrible job. And my I was doing it with my best friend and she quit. And I was like, I can't quit that soon. Like I have to try it. And finally, yeah. my, my mom was like, you got to give it a month and then see where you're at. And so I gave it a month and I quit. And at first I was really, I, I finally quit, but I, I got another job before I quit. But I was really like down on myself for that, like really disappointed in myself for quitting. But had I not quit and got this internship at Women's Wear Daily, like I never would have had the opportunity to get the interview at Teen Vogue. So it was one of those moments that like a little tiny personal failure for me of quitting, which was something that I'm not really used to. It was like that turned into something else. So it's knowing it's, it's sometimes reframing the word quitting and reframing like failing, obviously it's like it's it's everything is an experience to like learn obviously and grow from not to sound so cliche no, but, but like especially when you're so young you have to be prepared for those things to happen like they're inevitable you know and I think that it's it's a shame for anybody to think that like anything worth having doesn't come with some hard work because you get a lot of no's before you get a lot of yeses 
you know? It's so true. And I think what was interesting, we were sitting in Australia and I remember when um, Whitney Eve launched and it was so amazing. And we, I was like, how do I get myself on a pair of those shorts and the jacket (laughs) and everything? And then now reading interviews with you where you say, you know, like you did it, it kind of blew up. Everybody had an opinion. And then I think you worked on it for a couple of years afterwards and you closed the business. Yeah. I mean, just what you said then learning from, you know, experiences and the no's, like that must have been huge. Cause yeah. I remember the I think you came out for Australian Fashion Week out yes. to Australia and there was so much buzz, you know what I mean? And it was so full on. But to be actually trying to produce yourself a label that stands up against everything else. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Well, it was really hard for me because I think that I was going through like a little bit of an identity thing going on. Like mm-hmm. I think that I was not feeling super confident in myself because I think people in the fashion industry looked at me as like a reality TV personality instead of like an actual fashion designer. And like, yeah. I started to believe that about myself. And then I think that then my dad passing away in 2013 and he, you know, he was my, my like fearless leader. He helped me start my business. And I think that those two things kind of like forced me to make a really hard decision to stop doing Whitney Eve because it just wasn't healthy for me anymore. And at the time I remember it just being, and this is another sliding door moment. You know, I remember being like, just feeling like I had disappointed everyone and feeling like if my dad were still here, that he would have been so disappointed and like, you know, just, and take, then I took some time. Like I honestly took a couple years to figure out what exactly I wanted to do again. And I even thought that I would never be in the, the fashion industry (laughs) and like the design world or production world again. And then like, I find myself here. And I think that it's because like, I think that certain things are just meant to be and they come back into your life for a reason. And that just because it didn't work out once in, you know, in a certain realm, in a certain way, doesn't, doesn't mean that there's not something else out there that is a better fit, you know? So you got to go again. Like, it's funny when it's, when it's in your DNA like that, yeah. like you've got to just take another chance. Yeah, you just got to try. Like you, yeah, exactly. Like I had this, I, I was just in quarantine and we were like living, as you know, right now, like <laughs> living in our sweats and living in all of our cozy stuff. And I, I know like a lot of other people, you know, started to do that too, yeah. but I really wanted to have like the organic angle and I wanted yeah. to be very essential, which is like something different than what I used to do. And I think it's something that my dad used to tell me to do all the time, but like I wanted to do the fancy dresses yeah. and like <laughs> the tailor jackets and all the fun stuff. And then I got older and like also my style changed. Like I want to wear more of the essentials, more of the basics, but in like really cozy organic fabrics. And like, I want to know where the things that are, that are going on my body are from. And so it's like, it's just taking, yeah, it's just like a new form of me and taking on new roles. And I think that that's the exciting part of growing up. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny when you go again, your learnings that you put into place and you're like, it's, you are a different person. I think the second time around it's you learn and probably by the the third or the fourth time, you're even better. And it happens a lot quicker. A hundred percent. Even with watching the YouTube, when you guys were at home in your slacks or whatever, and you were just all cozy, 
your style just stands out. And I think that it does. No, it does. Sometimes you get on that lounge. The, the funny thing was is that as the episodes went on, it was funny seeing how every now and again you'd put a little bit more of you into the looks. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd be like, she just looks cool. And I mean, the singing brought me so much joy. I cannot tell you because I think all of us have that dorky, quirky side and it was yeah. so nice to see. I've always actually wondered <laughs> what people thought about like the lack of effort that I put into filming, the, no, it was that so good. I put into my looks when filming. Like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, people are probably, what, <laughs> like why would I be any kind of like influencer or expert on fashion or beauty or style when I'm like the thing that people are watching me most on, I look like complete shit. But I felt because like I think we relate because yeah, we're like that's sitting what there people watching do. It. It's like people yeah. get dressed up to go out and they get in their comfy sweats to lay in. So I'm like, I'm just going to be do what. Yeah. what I would do. Yeah. It was also your husband's dedication on getting the right shot. Yeah. Also, well, and you're just not caring. It was kind of cared. like, it was like brilliant because it was just like, I could see his mind ticking over this being something. And you're like, dude, I'm just watching the TV. Just leave me alone. Yeah. I think that that has been the best mentality for me. Cause if I think yeah. too much about it, or if I like read all the comments or get like super, super yeah. invested, I think it will take, <laughs> the fun out of it for me and it's still like yeah. yeah it's it is super fun like Thursday morning we record every Thursday for two hours we watch two episodes back to back and like I actually really look forward to it I'm like oh, oh see, this is my so nice. I'm like this is my free morning like I don't even yes. look at it as work yeah it's funny because I think even you saying with the city and Instagram and social media wasn't around as much I feel like it would have been such a different show if you had everybody's comments and opinions because you kind of went through it and I always say this when I first started my business I was so naive and didn't know anything and just jumped in took a leap of faith went for it and I feel like that was your journey on that show as well yeah is that nobody the only opinions you were kind of getting were the people that were in that inner circle but if you had hundreds of thousands of other opinions you probably wouldn't have been as raw as you were you know what I mean and it was was so amazing to watch because you kind of like you just like you saw you well what I thought was you and it was so brilliant yeah yeah I think for that reason like reality tv was so much better back then because of the lack of social media or like the shows like big brother or survivor where there is just no social media and you really get the human interaction but yeah, yeah I also like I am so grateful that social media wasn't around because like even the season that I did of The Hills New Beginnings was like so stressful for me because of because of social media. It was yeah. And it's like it's it's just like what people said and then what gets picked up and then what gets misunderstood. And it's like so, so complicated. And so the amount of stress just like was not worth it for me. But we did go back and watch it. I, I'm telling you, when we got the advertisements of yeah. it coming back, we we're like, yes. And it was so surreal to see everybody back on as grownups. It's really oh my God. weird. Yeah, it's actually, it's really entertaining. Oh, yeah, it's I mean, very, yeah, it's very disorienting. You're like, what's going on here? still invested. Can I ask, are you still friends? with Kelly Catrone. I'm not. I'm not. I just asked because I feel like she was such a fan of yours on the show and was such a big part of your journey. And I often 
sometimes think you need one person that waves your flag. Like they tell you the truth, but I really yeah. feel like she waves that flag, even down to giving you the room to, you know, like sketch in and design in. So I just, I, yeah. Yeah. After rewatching, I was more grateful for her than ever. Yeah. Like I had, I kind of think I was just like so mature. I didn't realize how much she was like mentoring me and yeah. making things happen for me. Um, and I am so grateful for her. Like she helped me in so many ways that I can think of and so many that I, I don't even probably know and realize. That's nice, That's nice to say that because you, I mean, life changes. Yeah, like yeah. we just, we, we just kind of like went our own ways. And like, sometimes I think about reconnecting with her and like, we've chatted a little bit here and there and like yeah. wish each other well, but now I have my husband to kind of like totally be the it's, one to yes. raise the flag. That yeah. is true. That is true. It's, it's, yeah. It is funny that it does kind of shift into that, doesn't it? That your support system ends up being your partner. But it's, it's yeah. in those early days, I feel like you kind of need somebody that doesn't have any other intention than just kind of, you know, has got your back. And I felt like Well, she, especially in your career, like yeah. your partner usually isn't involved in your career or day to day. And it's really important and helpful to have that person that is like wiser, been through it, like, yeah. you know, willing to give you the time. My brother-in-law's company has like a whole mentor system. Like, I think it's really valuable. And yeah. I am, I'm like constantly looking for that person <laughs> for Trust myself. Me. So am I. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and again, I have conversations with people like, am you that, are you that person? Are you going to be? <laughs> yeah. And people say, oh, I've got an amazing mentor. I'm like, I just surround myself with a whole lot of people that I'm just trying to absorb their knowledge from. I just try to yeah. sponge it off them. But <laughs> something else I wanted to ask you about because... Again, I think we saw it in the city and I keep referring to the city because, I mean, I watched it at such a pivotal part of my career and I think I, yeah. I got a lot of strength from watching you. But imposter syndrome. Yeah. Do you suffer from it? Have you suffered from it? How do you get through it? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's something that I... I just talked about it on my Instagram. Like I even just learned what it was or like realized how it connected <laughs> yeah. in my own life, like a couple weeks ago. Um, so yes, I really do just because I feel like so many things, you know, I think sometimes yeah. we feel like we're observing our own lives and like the things aren't really happening to us or when there are really exciting things that are happening to us, like we overlook them and we don't really take the time to absorb like why they happened or like yeah. what you did to make it happen and really be proud of yourself. And then like, in essence, that turns into obviously confidence and accomplishing more and just being like a bigger, better version of yourself. But I think that that like for me, especially for the TV show, I feel like it really had a hand in me not feeling like I worked for what I ended up yes. feeling like I got. Like I feel really yeah. lucky to be where I am and to have like the platform and the opportunity because of the TV show. And I think for so long, I've just thought, oh, it's the TV show. Like that's the yeah. reason. And I haven't really thought about the fact that I've like, I've worked the past 10 years uh, yeah, yeah, to like, to maintain, to maintain yeah. a career, to like. And being relevant. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's work. Yes, exactly. Like maintain a presence, like feel comfortable being myself, like consistently be myself and share stuff even when I don't necessarily want to. Yeah. So yeah, I have to, obviously the show was 
a huge platform for me, you know? And like, sometimes I think about it, it's like a school that someone went to that ended up helping them get to a job, you know, like it's not. So I've, I've had to start really like reminding myself, like I was just talking about of like what I actually did to get myself here so that I can give myself credit and like, be nice to myself. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people don't realize, and I would love to ask you is about sacrifices. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm sure there were a lot of unseen sacrifices that you went through with the show and with even life after the show, because I mean, it's funny when people are like, what do you do for work? And you're like, you don't see the other 23 hours of the day that I do to get to where you are. Yeah. Were there a lot of sacrifices that you experienced? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say sacrifices. No, I think the only thing I could say is that sometimes I sacrifice my own sense of, of like wanting privacy, Yeah, you know, um, like I don't necessarily always want to be like reporting what I'm doing or sharing all these trivial things all the time that like, sometimes I feel are just like, does this even matter? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. When I was filming it, like, I always remember, like, I don't want to be filming this. Like, it just didn't really? come naturally to me to, like, yeah. be in front of a camera and be bearing that much stuff. And then when social media came about, it was really Timmy who was like, you should talk more about what's going on with you because I feel like if you're feeling it, there's so many other people out there that are feeling it. And if no one is talking about it, like let just talk about, you know? And so I, he really helped me find my voice and feel comfortable and now actually like be proud of what I do on social media. But I think that, yeah, sometimes I think I wish I just didn't feel like a need to, Yes. Be a slave to the phone, you know, but that's, that's, yes. it's a small, a small sacrifice. I think also we're kind of going into a culture where less is more and it just yeah. means quality over quantity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think we're learning that with, even with businesses where we were like, you got to post, you got to post, you got to post. Now it's actually just don't post as much, but post really good stuff. Yes. And then the audience gags for that instead of being overloaded with, you know, like, uh, this is me making my breakfast. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it took me like, you know, for people that even want to know a little bit of behind the scenes, like I used to, I was just doing my own social media for so long. And then about six was it, maybe it's been almost a year now, actually, I ended up like hiring someone to help me with my social media strategy, because like, I was like, Oh my God, my feed is just like a, a, stream of consciousness of my brain. And I feel like I don't want to become one of those people that's just like putting stuff out there with (laughs) no meaning behind it. Like it's your, and it's also your business. Of course, of course. But I think you're right. Like it's really, it's really about the quality over the quantity. And I think that like in all areas of life is important to remember. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. So what's next? What's the next focus? Yeah. Is it Cozy Co? That's what the focus is? So Cozy Co has actually just launched. Yay. And it's available in Australia. Yay. Which is really exciting. And we'll put all of the details in our stories so people amazing. can swipe up and they can shop. Okay. Amazing. Yay. Um. So that's, yeah, that's happening. And I have a new episode on my podcast with Wit Every Week which I will have to have you on soon. And 
yeah, those are like the major things at the moment. My blog, WhitneyPort.com. But yeah, check out everything that we're doing with Cozy Co. It's really like where it's at right now. It's exciting. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. It's so amazing the cool stuff that's come out of lockdown. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. really do think it's like you said, you realize what's important. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like where you want to be putting your focuses on, what you want to be doing. And it's, I think watching you kind of go back and watch yourself and see that process would have almost been therapeutic in a way. You know what I mean? Because I I remember one of the first episodes where you were watching and you kind of just were like, I just haven't watched this. Like, I have not, like, this is torture. But then as you guys kind of got through it, it was really amazing to see you be proud of you. And like you said, like, that was a sense, it was a school. It was a learning, it was a learning experience. It's so true. I mean, it's also like, not only was I going through the evolution of the TV show and rewatching all those stages of my life, but we were in like a full on quarantine going through so many different stages of emotions and on such a journey that like the layers of the YouTube is actually even more like complex (laughs) than it seems. You know, it seems like, I don't want to say vapid, but you know what I'm saying. It was Um, great though. But yeah, it's, we, we, I was, that's, That's the other thing we do. I feel like there's so, you know how when someone asks you like, what's next or what's going on? Like, (laughs) you're like today, you forget, (laughs) you forget everything that's happening. Totally. That has been so much fun, both like personally and professionally. And I feel like it's been such, it's been so great to that community, like in particular, because they're a community that I didn't get to connect with, like when I was watching the TV show. So that's the positive out of it. You know, it's like, yeah, I get to chat with all these people that have like known me for almost half my life now, which is crazy. So it's really, it's yeah. And it's on your own terms. I think that's what's so amazing about the platforms that we're on is that it's you putting out what you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not you edited a certain way. It's like, that's it. It's yeah. you, what you see. So I think it's so cool. Yeah. So for somebody that's about to do it on their own and going after success, what is your tip for them? I would say that the most important thing is to go after something that feels like truly, truly them and something that they're truly passionate about and that they can really like shine in. I think that working your way up and having that mentality and kind of like assuming that that is going to happen is very important going in. Um, I think specifically in the fashion industry, getting like intern and and assistant experience in as many different realms of the fashion industry as possible, whether that's like working at a store, working for a buyer at a store, working corporate. Um, I started as an intern at a fashion magazine, just like shipping boxes and organizing (laughs) a closet all day long. So I would say to really try to figure out the career path and then work your way from the bottom. You know, I know that I know it's no secret sauce. It's It's hard work pays off. That's it. Like everybody wants the secret to success. But I think also and whatever it is you decide to do, like to do it only based on what is like the most truest you, you know, like don't do anything, don't perform a job, don't do anything based on what anybody else expects of you or because it looks good this way. Like always just be you through whatever it is that you do. Yeah, I really like that. I love that. 
Yeah. I'm just going to ask you a couple of style questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is right. Okay, so do you still have, it was this like orangey red Topshop dress that you wore on the rooftop with blue denim Chanel boots and you were styling these denim jeans. I know that was like, let her go. To-. Yes. Do you still have the dress? I don't have the dress, but. You need to remake that, that dress. That dress was so amazing. And what's worse is that I don't have the boots either, no. which is <laughs> devastating. Imagine. That's like I, I honestly, where, where, one where did of, they go? One of honest, one of my sisters probably stole them from <laughs> me. But to 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 have round toe faded denim vintage Chanel boots with like a wood heel right now, like so upsetting. <laughs> Can I tell you something really bizarre about that outfit? And my sister's gonna love me for saying this. Yeah, my sister actually made me a birthday card with that image on the front of it. <laughs> And she was like, because it was like our favorite favorite outfit. outfit. I I remember feeling so good in that dress and then wearing it out to dinner with my best friend who never actually was on the show. I don't know why, but she was the one that I actually experienced New York with. Um, But we went to dinner and then out to some club afterwards. And I remember not wanting to take that outfit off. Yeah. Oh, it was just the best. That was like, and then there was another, this gray long sleeve like sweater dress kind of mini and you had this like burgundy clutch that you carried with it I think you'd gone out to dinner with somebody and you had like a little braid in the side of your hair I'm gonna send you a photo oh my god you have to send me it's a like photo. the dress is like I don't it's like a sweater dress with like a, a plaid in it it was like so beyond oh, I had this s- big clutch that was like a squishy like oh my clutch god that you had on your arm like I was like obsessed, <laughs> obsessed. I'm like so it's so bad how obsessed I actually was because you were so tall and I am a giant really so it was like yeah I'm like I'm six foot so oh to my see god. An, yeah to wow. see another girl on tv wearing a heel and a mini dress with her blonde curls in the love of a curling wand. Yes. I was like, I'm so here so for this. Into. I know. <laughs> I felt like I really spoke to Australian style. Like I feel like my 100%. style in the city really spoke to Australian style. Yeah. But I actually, that, that second season of the city, I worked with a stylist. Her name is Laura Backmender. And she, I feel like has not gotten enough credit. No, cause you were flawless. Like there was so many outfits that we, you were like yeah there wasn't there wasn't like social media to like share who I was working with and she actually styled me like I did a couple 17 covers at the time and like she styled them and it wasn't like the stylist client relationship that it is now no but she was the best and she just really got me and it was like just a full collaboration her name is Laura Backmender and she's actually moving to LA in the fall and I'm fully going to work with her again yeah. and like try to, she's so, yeah. But anyway. Find those Chanel boots. Yeah. Get on those Chanel <laughs> Be like, please. I think those please. I picked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were, and then there was another, there was that yellow dress that you wore at DBS. Yeah. That's vintage. Because you wore a lot of vintage. A lot of vintage. That's also what I loved about you was the yeah. amount of vintage that you wore. And it was just. I could go on forever. There could be a whole episode just going on about your outfit. Did you have a favorite outfit? There was this Zach Posen dress that I remember wearing to a gala. 
I don't remember. It had like a crisscross back and it was navy with like tiny little green flowers. It was so beautiful. And I wore my hair in like a high top knot. So I was obsessed with this place. I I don't even know if it's still open, but there was this vintage shop called Shireen's Vintage in LA and it was downtown. She had a huge warehouse and my girlfriends and I would go all the time and just like stock up on vintage dresses and get them tailored, but they were so cheap. They were like $30. And then I I would spend my money on like the shoes. Exactly. (laughs) And like, that's all I really want to do now. Cause like I'm very, I'm passionate obviously about like reducing fashion waste and everything, but like, I, all I want to do is just like vintage shop. And then it's really funny that I've always worn vintage and people are like, it's so good. It's so sustainable and stuff. And I've like, I've actually never thought about it like that. I know. I've always worn vintage because I like vintage and nobody else can have it. But then you saying it like that, it's really funny from the beginning you've been wearing vintage, but we've been doing good for the planet. So we get like a double. And it looked good. Yeah. Can I ask one more question? Yes. My sister and my partner, we both were laughing at this episode and wanted to know the answer to this. Yeah. You go to dinner with Olivia and Jay comes late to the, the dinner and you're on like the roof. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. At her apartment got, in Tribeca. Yes, yes, That gold yes. dress on. Yeah. The amazing gold dress. Vintage. Hair and makeup is flawless. Yeah. You look incredible. You've got the hugest bag what I've the ever F seen. What was I thinking? <laughs> honestly, Why? honestly, Why? I, when <laughs> I watched that episode and I saw that yeah. huge like hope like that huge <laughs> satchel I was like was I ha- having like a sleepover, sleepover after like somebody's house yeah um I feel honestly I feel and don't quote me I'm gonna look it up but at the time that like big bags were still in style to like go yes. out like everyone was carrying like big bags at the time it wasn't like a clutch messenger situation and I also no. felt like my dream dress I think at the time I felt like my dress was very sparkly and like dressed up amazing and I wanted to just kind of like I I felt like it was me like (laughs) rock star like downtowning it up or something like some weird it's amazing it just is funny it just is one of the funniest things and I mean it with all like respect because I adore you appreciate that it's just like I was like was she sleeping over and she had her curling one in her bag and like another change of clothes. It's definitely then- possible. I mean, it's possible <laughs> that I had like come from a scene before and I was just carrying like a bunch of shit. Yeah, totally yes. possible. <laughs> <laughs> like I travel, I used to travel sometimes with like my entire makeup bag. So yeah, it's definitely possible that I had like a whole <laughs> 24 I hours worth that. of stuff in there. Yeah. Has your style changed much from when you were on like, obviously you're a mom now yeah. and I don't want to say it's like mom style, no, but no. has your style changed a lot? Yeah. I mean, it's more, it's not even like about being a mom more than like my lifestyle, I guess. It's like more just about being comfortable, but I think fashion can still be comfortable. And I think that's what I, that's what my style is well, all that's about what you're now. As yeah. Well. yeah. But yeah, I feel like it's just like anyone. I think I was in my early, I was in my twenties, like working in fashion. I was getting dressed up all the time to be filmed on a TV show. But honestly, most of the time, if you saw me when I wasn't filming, like I was 
very I'm very casual like I've always been a very casual yeah, California girl cool. I but felt yeah. down a rabbit hole last night if you were off Judy style Whitney Port <laughs> and I was upset I was like she's oh my still God, got I it I have to google that that's so oh, funny oh totally do it it was okay. good I was like the Levi's thing of you saying that they were your favorite. You've had a lot of Levi's. You had a lot of, of sightings and Levi's. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's just yeah. like an easy staple for me that I feel and it's like. effortless. Yeah. And you it's always effortless. look cool. And yeah. Yeah. Well, Whitney, this has literally been a dream come true for me without saying so like corny. Oh <laughs> Thank you for being here with me. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Sliding Doors is hosted by me, Elle Ferguson, producer Tina Matalov, audio production by Darcy Thompson, executive producer Jennifer Goggin, and a special thanks to my manager, Camille Toulouse, for always being a fresh pair of ears on each episode. Listener.